Welcome to Lit Poetry, the podcast where we go on a journey of discovery, reading, analyzing, and discussing great poetry from around the world. Poetry is worth it because the reading and writing of poetry is a revolutionary act that has the potential to transform both the reader and our world. Imagine a darkly lit bar filled with clouds of cigarette smoke, the hum of conversation, little bursts of laughter and the occasional tinkling of glasses. The aroma in the room is a combination of sweat, cheap perfume and alcohol. Out on a little stage at the back of a room, a stage light flickers to life and the stooped over figure of a musician mounts the steps to the stage and sits himself down quietly on the stool in front of the old piano. The room is still noisy and pulsating with sound, but once the musician hits those keys, a silence descends on the crowd like a blanket. The piano starts to bleed music across the bar, like blood from the freshly cut wound in the musician's soul. People forget what they are saying to their neighbours and shut their mouths. They turn and they stare, transfixed. And when the black piano player opens his mouth to sing, the words pour out of him like a stream of fragile butterflies, fluttering towards the light. May I welcome you to this week's very special poem, The Weary Blues, by Langston Hughes. This poem is read to you by the wonderful Morgan Freeman. The Weary Blues by Langston Hughes Droning a drowsy syncopated tune Rocking back and forth to a mellow croon I heard a negro play Down on Lenox Avenue the other night By the pale dull pallor of an old gaslight He did a lazy sway He did a lazy sway To the tune of those weary blues With his ebony hands on each ivory key, he made that poor piano moan with melody. Oh, blues. Swaying to and fro on his rickety stool, he played that sad, ragged tune like a musical fool. Sweet blues. Coming from a black man's soul. Oh, blues. In a deep song voice with a melancholy tone, I heard that Negro sing, that old piano moan. Ain't got nobody in all this world. Ain't got nobody but myself. I was going to quit my frowning and put my troubles on the shelf. Thump, thump, thump went his foot on the floor. He played a few chords, then he sang some more. I got the weary blues and I can't be satisfied. Got the weary blues and can't be satisfied. I ain't happy no more. And I wish that I had died. And far into the night he crooned that tune. The stars went out and so did the moon. The singer stopped playing and went to bed. While the weary blues echoed through his head. He slept like a rock or a man that's dead.
Published in 1925, The Weary Blues was the title poem of Langston Hughes's first collection of poetry. Hughes's early poems, such as this one featured on the podcast, were written during the Harlem Renaissance, a literary movement that emerged in New York City in the 1920s. During the Harlem Renaissance, black artists, writers and intellectuals such as Langston Hughes, Ralph Allison and Zora Neale Hurston worked to express the full complexities of black life in America. They frequently used their art to fight back against systematic racism and injustice that was all around them. Many of the Renaissance leaders in Harlem worked tirelessly to emancipate themselves from white European artistic traditions. They created new forms of literary, artistic and poetical expression that better articulated the black experience in America. In doing so, they attempted to move away from those older established styles of artistic expression used by the white establishment. In The Weary Blues, the reader can see that impulse at work. Hughes not only describes the blues in the poem, but he also imitates the distinctive sounds and rhythms of blues music. The blues is a popular music genre that evolved in the deep south from African spirituals, work songs and other musical traditions. As black Americans travelled north in search of better lives in the 1920s and 30s, they carried their music with them. The blues musicians from the southern states started playing in venues in cities such as New York and Chicago. Blues songs are usually written in four-line stanzas. They are repetitive with lines echoing each other. In multiple lines within the poem, The Weary Blues, the speaker in Hughes's poem directly mimics the lyrics of blues songs. And elsewhere, he does so indirectly, using repetition and alliteration to capture the mood of the music. The poem thus takes a form of popular black music and makes it into poetry. Added to this, the poem quietly insists that as an art form, the blues is already as expressive, sophisticated and significant as any European poetry tradition. The 1920s were a trying time for black Americans. Segregation was widespread throughout the southern states. The Ku Klux Klan had risen again, terrorising and murdering black people in the south and across the country. And many black Americans emigrated to the north in search of better job opportunities and greater freedom a movement historians often refer to as the Great Migration. However, conditions in the North were frequently just as awful. Black migrants were restricted to overcrowded, segregated districts like Harlem in New York and Bronzeville in Chicago once they arrived, and were made to live in small subpar apartments. The Harlem Renaissance was the most prominent of the numerous literary and creative groups that were started by black intellectuals and artists in these small villages to resist the injustice that black people had to endure. The power and pain of black art are explored in The Weary Blues. The poem is about a black blues singer who performs late at night in a Harlem bar and whose music expresses the pain of living in a racist society. For the speaker, this music is a form of relief. Hearing such sorrow transformed into song is soothing and even healing. 
However, it does not have the same effect on the blues singer who finds it exhausting to channel so much pain and suffering into his music. This tension enables the poem to reflect on both oppression and creativity. It suggests how marginalised people can find solace and power in art, while also acknowledging how emotionally draining the creative process can be. In other words, it recognises the beauty of black art while also acknowledging the weight of the pain that inspired it. The blues, according to the speaker of the Weary Blues, is more than just music. It expresses the suffering and injustice that black people have endured as a result of living in a racist society. The music heard by the speaker is full of pain and has been described as melancholy and sad. Even the blues singer's piano appears to moan, as if it were crying out in agony. According to the speaker, the music comes from the black man's soul. As a result, the pain it expresses is specifically linked to the pain of the black experience and the trials of life in a racist society. Its pleasure stems from how it negotiates and transforms pain. The speaker feels a sense of relief and release while listening to the blues. Oh blues and sweet blues, he exclaims throughout the first stanza. The music appears to transport the speaker at these times, eliciting cries of rapture and pleasure. Music allows the speaker to acknowledge an escape from his own problems, which may explain why the speaker is so engrossed in the performance. In this way, the poem implies very subtly that musical traditions such as the blues aid oppressed people in resisting and enduring racism. However, the poem is also concerned with the costs of creating and performing such painful music. The singer is not responsible for the speaker's release. When the blues singer gets home from a night of performing, he sleeps like a rock or a dead man. The implications and undertones of this simile are disturbing. They claim that playing blues music is so painful and difficult for the blues singer that by the time they are finished, they're nearly dead. In some ways, expressing his pain has been literally sucking the life out of him. Added to this, the Weary Blues is more than just a description of blues music and its impact. The poem adopts the form and rhythms of the blues itself. The sounds of the poem create a syncopated sonic landscape that bleeds emotion, pain and joy into the world. It's a phenomenal poem and Hughes minds his community suffering in having written it and bears the weight of that suffering on himself. At the same time, he presents the poem as a source of joy and pleasure, perhaps hoping that the reader will feel the same relief and release as the speaker does. So that's it for another episode of the Lit Poetry Podcast. I really hope you enjoyed this week's poem. Of course, if you would like more resources on poetry, please feel free to visit our website at www.litpoetry.com. And remember to hit that like button and subscribe to our channel. Your support for our work is much appreciated. We'll finish by listening one last time to the poem. Until next time, I'll see you later. The Weary Blues by Langston Hughes.
Droning a drowsy syncopated tune, rocking back and forth to a mellow croon, I heard a Negro play. Down on Lenox Avenue the other night, by the pale, dull pallor of an old gaslight, he did a lazy sway. He did a lazy sway to the tune of those weary blues. With his ebony hands on each ivory key, he made that poor piano moan with melody. Oh, blues. Swaying to and fro on his rickety stool, he played that sad, ragged tune like a musical fool. Sweet blues. Coming from a black man's soul. Oh, blues. In a deep song voice with a melancholy tone, I heard that Negro sing that old piano moan. Ain't got nobody in all this world. Ain't got nobody but myself. I was going to quit my frowning and put my troubles on the shelf. Thump, thump, thump went his foot on the floor. He played a few chords. Then he sang some more. I got the weary blues and I can't be satisfied. Got the weary blues and can't be satisfied. I ain't happy no more. And I wish that I had died. And far into the night he crooned that tune. The stars went out and so did the moon. The singer stopped playing and went to bed while the weary blues echoed through his head. He slept like a rock or a man that's dead. You've been listening to the Lit Poetry Podcast, presented by James Laidler. For more podcasts, poetry videos, and other useful resources, visit our website at www.litpoetry.com. Thanks for listening.